It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is March 22nd, 2016. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me as co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV, State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. As always, it's great to be with you, sir. All right. All right. You know, another terrorist attack. This blew me away when I saw that on TV. Our hearts and prayers go out to all the victims and their families in Brussels. They're saying that 136 people were injured, 36 dead, and two bombings, one at the airport, another in, the sub- in their subway. What's going on? I don't know. Uh, maybe we should keep our borders open. Uh, I, mean, I think we better think twice on that. But, <laughs> you know, uh, you hear all, you, you look at the power of, of what's going on. You know, it, uh, it seems like the, uh, the, the parties that just don't like somebody that's in their party, they're all trying to, you know, they're acting like a bunch of kindergartners. Uh, I, hate, I hate seeing this going on. But anyway... <laughs> Last week we had uh, Clifford Sequin. He's the chairman and founder for Operation Adopt a Soldier. It is their goal actually to raise and maintain awareness to the American people of day-to-day sacrifices that our military men and women and families make to protect our freedom. If you missed the live show, all our shows are archived right on the American Heroes Network radio. Bill. We had a couple news articles uh, as far as the wounded warriors go last, uh, you know, you've been seeing these articles quite a bit. Uh, They said last week's dismissal of two of the top executives actually brought order to the popular veterans charity, but recipients of services are worried, donors are jittery, and experts contend that it's not going to be a simple uh, process to regain the public's trust. Is that true? I, I would say yes, Gary, and this is something we've talked about for some time ago. Mm-hmm. Four uh, years. <laughs> the business of giving and uh, receiving donations. We've got to really, really be careful and uh, research those organizations that uh, we uh, provide trust in uh, by way of making uh, contributions. So, uh, you know, this is going to be a continuing process. Uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, it'll come out right. And, uh, and most importantly, our contributing public becomes much more informed at that time. Yes, there's ways to check out uh, organizations, uh, and don't be afraid to do it. Uh, it's it's going to, you know, keep you from not having your donation go to someone, uh, some places that it's not supposed to go to. So keep an eye out for that. And a good one for that is uh, Charity Watch. Uh, Absolutely. Okay, so keep an eye on them also. Also, we have a little news on about the uh, uh, VA. The Department of Veterans Affairs is studying changes to disability ratings for obstructive sleep apnea. 
particularly the 50% rating being awarded when the VA physicians prescribe the use of continuous positive airway pressure machines for sleep-deprived veterans. Tell us a little bit more about that, Bill. Well, Gary, I think uh, what's happening there is in that review is that uh, it's going to be uh, moving towards a lesser uh, percentage of rating. And, uh, you know, as we've always said, that the greatest void in our veterans community is uh, information. So uh, our encouragement from the American Heroes Network, if you've got a condition or you believe you've got a condition with sleep apnea, please get in and get checked out and uh, uh, start the movement because a day soon and certain, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the rating is probably going to spiral downward as opposed to remaining where it is. That's right. That's very right. Very true. All right. Why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest, Bill? Certainly. Uh, my pleasure and honor. Jeffrey Kendrick, uh, Executive Director of the Maryland Center for Veterans Education and Training. Uh, Jeffrey was selected for this position in April of 2014, he brings a vast knowledge to the uh, MacVet Corporate uh, Organization, having worked there for the past 12 years as a benefits counselor, a facilities manager, and director of operations. Jeff is a military veteran. He's retired, having served for more than 20 years in the Air Force, primarily in the area of information technology. As a member of the United States Air Force, and include his tours uh, were in areas of assignments within the United Kingdom, Belgium, Italy, Korea, Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada, just on the outskirts of uh, Las Vegas, Joint Base Andrews, Warren Air Force Base in Wyoming, and Charleston Air Force Base in uh, South Carolina. Uh, Jeff is entrusted with the continuing MacVet mission of providing a vast array of comprehensive services to the homeless veteran population. Jeff is spearheading the development of an organizational strategic plan which will modernize and combine MacVet's comprehensive program and securing housing for its veterans. Jeff holds an associate degree in information technology from the Community College of the Air Force and a Bachelor of Science degree from the University of Maryland European Division. Jeff, welcome again to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, Jeff. Well, well, thank you very much. I had to pause. Are you sure you're talking about the right guy? That's quite a bit you read there. Well, that... that, that and, and I would imagine, Jeff, there's even more. We just didn't have all of them. We gave him a brief <laughs> thumbnail. That's all right. We, we actually ran out of paper. Wow. <laughs> all right. And, Jeff, uh, just for our listeners, uh, we did have Jeff on the show with Mc, uh, McVet, and uh, we learned a lot. And I, I want to know about that first snowfall. It was three feet, um, three feet of snow. How many vets uh, came to your place to, just to get warm? Well, you know, surprisingly, um, we have another portion of our program that we did not talk about the last time, which is our uh, is called Code Blue and Winter Shelter, where we are a 249-bed facility, 
But during the adverse weather conditions, we expand our facility by an additional 60 beds, 30 for men and 30 for women. And I've got to tell you, during that entire period when we had the snowfall, we were full every night. I bet. I bet. I mean, that's a good name, Code Blue. Uh, it's what happens when you're out in that cold. Exactly. Exactly. I think it, now, it also shows the, the amount of services that, that McBed actually provides because, believe it or not, even though our doors are open for veterans, during the adverse weather, we bring in anyone who's homeless, regardless of your military service or not. That's true. And again, you know, the females as well as the males, uh, you know, which is fantastic. Fantastic to have that room. Yes, yes. It's always good to know that there is a facility or an organization that's willing to open up its doors to those who are uh, living on the streets. And uh, uh, surprisingly, there's still a, a large number of uh, veterans. Uh, the last count done by the National Coalition of Homeless Veterans estimated there's still about 40,000 homeless veterans on the streets of America on any given night. That's outrageous. That's outrageous. We have to take care of that. Now, again, you were on the show before. Uh, we're going to go ahead and review everything you did. But you have some news for us that's coming up in May. Uh, I do. Um, we have our, our annual fundraiser. It's going to be this year our 21st annual McBet annual 5K, 10K run. Uh, we do this every Memorial Day weekend. We open it up to the general public, and we run through the uh, heart of downtown Baltimore. So we're inviting the general public, whether you be in the Baltimore area or anywhere in the surrounding communities, to come out on Sunday, May the 29th, and uh, run with, uh, usually we have about 700, between 700 and 1,000 runners that will come out and run through downtown Baltimore, all to support the uh, McBet organization where the funds go directly to the overall operations for those men and women who come through our doors. That's phenomenal. That is great. That's great. Why don't you uh, let our listeners know a little bit about the history of uh, McVet? Sure. Um, McVet, which stands for the Maryland Center for Veterans Education and Training, has been open now for uh, 21 years. And uh, in 21 years, it's been estimated there's been close to 10,000 veterans who have come through our doors. But to, to take it back even a step, back on December 7th in 1993, four, four veterans who were members of veteran service organizations decided to take it upon themselves to find a, a facility and a building to bring in those veterans who were on the streets of Baltimore and give them a place to stay. Uh, the city council was very accommodating. Uh, and found an abandoned building that used to be the Dixie Cup Factory. Solo Cup Factory, I'm sorry. And uh, deeded it to those four veterans for $1. And wow. so uh, on that particular day, the building was sold to those veterans for four, for $1. They had 20 original veterans come into the doors with the thought that they would be just coming in to get out of the elements, just a way to keep veterans that were on the streets off the streets. Uh, luckily, they had enough foresight to hire an executive director. His name was Colonel Charles Williams. And when they brought Colonel Williams into the fold, he came up with the idea and concept of a program that not only provided shelter for veterans, but provided a, uh, a vast array of comprehensive services. And those services would lead to uh, uh, furthering education, uh, eventual employment, and finally housing, so that those veterans who came through McBeth's doors would stay in transitional housing. But by the time they left after two years, they'd be given a key to go into their own home. And uh, believe it or not, the model has been successful now for these 21 years, well to the tune of over 70% of those 10,000 veterans now are gainfully employed and are homeowners and tax-paying citizens just like you and I. That's unbelievable. Bill? Well, uh, Gary, I I must comment on on one of the things that uh, Jeff just mentioned about 
the uh, the facility that they're in. I, I tell you, if you ever get a chance to visit that facility, you want to go up to the top floor and take a look out towards the harbor. It's just a tremendous view from that particular location. And uh, I always do that when I come to uh, to, to visit MacBet. So uh, you 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 you've got a great location there, and I think uh, it it serves the residents uh, quite well. Uh, Jeff, as I, I mentioned, uh, as we had begun the, uh, the the website that you have now, it's a great looking website, uh, tremendous uh, content of information, and uh, one of the things that caught my attention was uh, the, uh, the the leadership, the folks that you've got working along with you uh, with the board of directors. Uh, that, that I see some significant changes. Uh, in that, then that's understandable because, as you mentioned in the history, uh, it's it's 21 years now, and many of those original folks uh, from the VSOs, uh, you know, they're either up in age or no longer with us. But uh, you've got a great group of people there. Uh, many of them, uh, I, I know them uh, personally. As a matter of fact, let me just tell you, the first vice president about uh, three, four weeks ago, she was with us uh, from the National Association of Black Veterans at our um, African American uh, Patriots Day, and uh, we recognized and honored about 250 Vietnam veterans and gave them the uh, commemoration uh, 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 pin uh, uh, for the 50 years from the beginning of the, the, the war until now, and, and citations outstanding. But as I look down that list, Jeff, I see so many people that I know from various uh, uh, areas in the uh, community, and one of them happens to be a, a, a classmate of mine. And uh, when you meet again, you might just ask who that individual is, and you might be a little surprised. But it's I, I'm, I'm still curious. Who, who are we talking about? <laughs> well, you're treasurer. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yes. We were ROTC uh, uh, students there at Morgan State together. Oh, you did you talk on Colonel 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 Grady? Yes, Milton Grady. Mill Grady, yeah. Colonel Grady. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and surprisingly, and and the way this the organization is set up, it helps that you have members of your board of directors who are veterans who yeah. have also served and served in prominent leadership positions yeah. that that know the kind of expertise and, and the foresight that they would have to take an organization that runs like this. So we're very, very appreciative of the fact that you, you mentioned, uh, even though you did not say her by name, was, of course, Colonel Lucretia McKinney. Yeah, that's um, right. That's and, right. Uh, she is, of course, a military retiree, but Army retired colonel who also yeah. brings her expertise and foresight into how this building should run and how the organization runs and the service that should be provided for veterans. But she brings yeah. another another aspect into that, the fact that she is, in, and one of the things that I did not mention is the fact that we are one of the few facilities probably nationally that can offer the vast array of comprehensive services for homeless women veterans. So it really helps to have members of your board of directors and on our, also on our staff, our director of student services and her staff, who are who are retired veterans who know exactly some of the some of the problems that are encountered by our females in the military today and things that can be done to provide the services for them. 
Well, right, Jeff, right. see, I was trying to walk a tightrope there because there's so many of those people, and, uh, you know, time just won't uh, uh, allow us to mention all the names and our connections, but uh, you've got a great group there, and, and look, uh, it, you've got to have a great product. So there's some other things that I'll mention, uh, and I'm sure Gary is going to push in a break here, and right. uh, we'll talk about those when we come back. Exactly. Today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Jeff, from McVet.org. And, uh, Bill, just before we went on break, uh, you were going to ask a question about the needs for our veterans. Yeah, I, you know, you know, Jeff, as you mentioned, the organization started in 1993. We're in 2016 now. We've come across a span of uh, Vietnam, which was it already ended, but around that time, the Gulf, uh, Iraq, and Afghanistan today. Explain to our listeners about the difference in the needs and how they. Uh, compare and contrast over that particular period of time and how we're dealing to to uh, respond to those needs of our homeless veterans? That's a great question. Uh, you're right. In, in the original inception of McVet in the uh, late 90s, early 90s, um, you did have the Vietnam era veterans who, who had come through that had uh, presented with different problems, problems that were encountered probably with the Agent Orange. But what we, what we did find is that many of the veterans that we encountered through that period had suffered life on the street, which uh, had them uh, with either suffering from the uh, effects of alcoholism or drug addiction. Uh, of course, those things are addressed at Macbeth through our intensive comprehensive services, which 
seemed to take care of the problem which we which you have to do through intensive treatment, which worked for the veterans during that era. But of course now we have much younger veterans coming through our door. You know, surprisingly, we have veterans who can separate from the military during the current OIF, OEF conflict, and in less than a year's time, they're coming through our doors. They come through our doors presenting other type of issues and problems, but it all still boils down to correcting those particular problems that were encountered on the street. The younger veterans, of course, are much more tech savvy, so they have more of a need to be able to have their needs addressed and, of course, very quickly be employed, receive the services that they need, and, of course, be housed. But what we have found is, whereas during the Vietnam era, you had the guys that suffered from uh, PTSD, now you have the younger veterans that are coming through, and they're suffering from TBI, total brain injuries, which is almost still the same kind of dynamic, however, has to be addressed in different ways. But we have found that the younger veteran is much more in tune in how quickly they can return back to their families, get back ingrained within society, and seem to be much more aggressive in terms of what services can be offered for them and how quickly they can return back and become a working component within the, uh, the uh, social society itself. Well, you know, Jeff, and there's there's something else, a component that is now available uh, for some time but was not available to uh, folks like myself who had uh, boots on the ground in Vietnam in terms of getting these more recent serving veterans back on their feet, I mean, from an educational standpoint, and I'm talking about the post-9-11 uh, educational benefits. Talk to us a little bit uh, with the kinds of success that you've had in getting them back into school with that. Oh, we have great, great success here at McVet, but we're very fortunate that we have uh, a couple of people on our staff, uh, retired uh, Army NCO, senior NCO, and then we have another person that works with us. His counterpart is with the Navy. And they have funding that they receive, not only from with the GI Bill, but through uh, the Department of Education, through HUD and the Department of Labor. They're able to use those fundings to send all of our veterans to school to either receive higher education and in some places, maybe receive the technical skills necessary for them to actually be able to be reintroduced back into the workforce. McVet's average salary now is close to $14 an hour. We're also able to send veterans uh, to school for some guys, uh, believe it or not, still may receive GED services. But for those guys that want to go to college and receive training, we're able to provide those kind of services, and we're very proud to do it. And a lot of that is either based on the government funding we've got or for those veterans who have access to their post-GI 9-11 GI Bill. Uh, and, Jeff, thinking about those individuals that we've just talked about that, you've, uh, that MacBet serves and the services that they have, that the specific that you have and where we are now, uh, there's got to be some tremendous success stories there. Uh, we, we probably need a couple of hours uh, to, to to go over that, but but maybe if you could mention a, a couple of those that uh, uh, in your mind that uh, you, you you feel real proud of uh, in the organization. Well, well, one definitely comes to mind very quickly is a, is a gentleman who came through our doors um, had been really beat down by life on the streets, um, but we found out through uh, working with our case management through our student services sections that he had technical skills. That was uh, uh, that had been dormant for a while, based on his alcoholism. But uh, through case management, through the intensive case management, through going back to school and getting things enacted again, uh, we found out this gentleman actually had written some uh, technical manuals for serving on a submarine. Believe it or not, um, and then he uh, went to school, received a 
funding that we had necessary to send him to school, which ended up resulting in him becoming a computer, computer programmer for a major company here within the city itself. We have a couple of the gentlemen who have actually come through our program, have gone back to school, received their doctorates and their master's degrees in the field of social work, some even working within this organization and others work through other nonprofit organizations, not only here in Baltimore, but through Washington, D.C. and Virginia itself. So we're very proud of those guys who have come through, not been content with being just homeless, but deciding that they want to turn their life around, making themselves available to the services that are being offered, and then taking advantage of those services and being further educated and very highly employed. Well, this is just great, Jeff, and uh, i just like to say this falls in line. Uh, one of the things that I, and you mentioned Colonel Williams, uh, the original director, would always say uh, uh, at any uh, presentation he made is that, you know, if I walk into a fast food uh, uh, place, he says, and if I see any uh, my people there from MacFed, he says, it, 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 there shouldn't be more than two reasons there. They're in there to purchase something or they're the manager of that particular store. Uh, still, still the by, still the byline of what we we go by here, and it's still the uh, the operating marching orders that we have here as a, as a staff. We want to make sure that if our veterans are employed coming through this facility, they're making sustainable wages that will will provide for them, and not only for them but for their families. All right, you know, again, you know, we've had uh, in the past. This is an organization that works, everyone. <laughs> okay, that's really helping our veterans. But we've had uh, Major Kenny on the air with us uh, a handful of months ago, and he worked a lot and very closely with our incarcerated vets. Now, uh, Jeff, uh, your organization is now has outreach uh, to our incarcerated vets that are help that's actually helping them. Correct? They're very correct. You know, I've, I've been surprised because I, I've gone on some some site visits with uh, my outreach team. To, to visit incarcerated veteran groups in, in our penal institutions. And I've been surprised at the solidarity that we have, as, as the veterans themselves have within, within the prisons. Uh, I'm very, very proud of their service in, 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 the, in the military, very proud to be veterans, and then not only that, looking for, for help and assistance once they are released. Uh, we've been very, very, very fortunate that we have reached out to the incarcerated veterans groups, and we've been able to see some kind of reciprocation from that by having veterans who have been released come through the doors of McVet, fall right in line. And, of course, we're very fortunate that we also receive funding through HUD that allows us to be able to use funding to put these veterans to work, to school, and also in the same context, give them a key so they go into their own place. So we're very, very happy with that new facet of our program. That's great. And, you know, Major Kenny was telling us, too, that there's over a million incarcerated vets and 200,000 of those uh, veterans are also females. Um, something has to be done. Totally agree. Um, and that is something that, that we have. You know, there's also the uh, here in Baltimore, they have the veterans court docket where those veterans who uh, have been, uh, let's say, picked up for minor infractions appear before a magistrate. The magistrate then can mandate, and, and mandate's probably the, the strongest of the words, but recommend programs for those veterans to go into to receive services. So we've also been able to find those veterans that have been uh, court-ordered, so to speak, to come into our program to be very, very uh, appreciative of the services that we have here and turn around and be very successful. That's fantastic. 
Well, what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Hope everyone had a chance to check out the VSP channel. That's the Veteran Suicide Prevention Channel website. They are the nation's first online broadcast televised channel for veterans, their family members, and the veteran service organizations that support them. The warning signs of, tra- uh, see, signs of traumatic brain injury or PTSD and other uh, stress reactions should be something every soldier should understand. Every soldier should be able to respond to them quickly enough to save a fellow soldier's life. Right now, we're looking for funding to complete five new episodes that will help the veterans build confidence as they reach for a way to transition back into civilian life. The VSP channel can't do this alone and they need your help. Go to the VSPchannel.com today and learn more about how you can help. You can also find them on the National VA website. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. Voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Jeff, from McVet.org. And Jeff, you've been, uh, uh, when we had you on last, you had some services. Why don't you just review those services? And you're also offering new services uh, since then, correct? Uh, well, new service in, in, in terms of who we are serving. Okay. Um, we've, we've expanded our definition of, of prior to, to the expansion and, and reclassification of how we define a veteran. We only serve those veterans who have served on active duty. Uh, we are now currently serving, of course, when I say active duty, it also was being serving veterans regardless of their character of service. So regardless of the type of discharge, we're still able to provide service from you and receive the same type of services regardless. But now we've expanded our definition to say that we will provide service not only for those who've served in active duty, but those who have also served in the Guard and the Reserve. So we're very, very, very happy now to see that we've had a lot of veterans come to our doors who have 
been deployed, served some time, maybe not enough time to be reclassified as being uh, an active duty service, but because of the fact that they were in the Guard and Reserve, we were able to also provide the same type of comprehensive services and uh, with the same ultimate goal of getting them housed once they've gone through our program. Well, Jeff, you know, I think that's a great idea because mm-hmm. when you look at those individuals who uh, uh, who've served and continue to serve in the Guard and the Reserve, these individuals had a number of repetitive deployments uh, to Iraq, Afghanistan. You know, uh, my, my, my study tells me on the low side, two to three deployments, in some cases on the high side, eight to nine uh, uh, deployments. And that had to have some impact upon the kinds of changes in their lives, uh, their emotional state and the comeback that would lead them to a situation whereby they needed help and assistance. So uh, it's great that they are getting that kind of attention because many of them were living successful lives, raising a family, uh, sending their kids to school, owning a home, employed. But for their service to the country in those intermittent times, uh, these things turned around for them. And absolutely, said. And why should they be precluded from not receiving services based on the amount of time they happen to be deployed or served? Yes. Uh, we just feel it's only fair that uh, they, if they fall in that category, and of course, end up being homeless. So there's got to be some kind of services that they can receive, or some type of facility that is able to provide services for them. All right. Now, Jeff, do you also provide services or, or referrals, more or less? Say somebody that, like myself, down in Florida, okay, uh, you're up in Maryland. Uh, so do you, can you provi- provide a referral for me? Well, it, it, it probably works in just the opposite. All okay. the VA hospitals have a homeless unit. Uh-huh. Uh, if a person happens to walk into the VA hospital and goes into a homeless unit, that person that is assigned there, their job is to find a place that would provide the best service for that particular veteran. Now, we have been very lucky to receive veterans who have come from Florida, from all over the nation, but that's not saying that McVet is the only place because we're in Baltimore that can provide those particular type of services. So what we like to say is that if there's a veteran anywhere in the United States and he's desiring to come to McVet, uh, here in Baltimore, we'll find a way to get them there. But it should be all. It should also be stated and kept in mind that, of course, a veteran in North Dakota can still receive services from someone in North Dakota, South Dakota, because of the homeless services that the VA actually provides for them. Okay. Wow. Bill. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Jeff, there's uh, some interesting things that are about to come up that normally comes up uh, every year with that marathon. Uh, give us some highlights on that. Man, that's been a, a very successful event, and I'm sure uh, you, you're having great expectations for this year's that's coming up soon. Um, always a great leap. It's, it's a community event for us. Always has a pretty good turnout. It's on early Sunday morning on that Memorial Day. The Memorial Day is that Monday. We do it on that Sunday. If you don't know Baltimore, let me, let me, let me paint the picture for you. You'll, you'll start on a very scenic tour of running through downtown Baltimore. We actually block off all the streets. Uh, a person would run from, uh, the, actually, the building, the, the race starts at the War Memorial Building. So it starts at the historic War Memorial Building. From there, a person would run through downtown Baltimore. 
past the tourist, the, the famous Baltimore tourist attraction of the Inner Harbor. And from there, you go all the way up to Fort McHenry. And we all know the historical perspective of Fort McHenry. And from Fort McHenry, you turn right around, retrace your steps, and end up right back at the War Memorial Building. While here at the race, uh, people will receive food. There's entertainment. There's an honor guard. Uh, there will be vendors there passing out their wares. Uh, and, of course, it's, it's very kid-friendly. Uh, it's just a great time for all. It's a competitive race. Don't get me wrong. But most people come out just to have a good time. So walk, run. Uh, I'm not a very, I'm not the most athletic of people, probably have two left feet, but I'm able to actually walk the course myself and actually have a great time out there. So it's a lot of camaraderie. Sometimes a person hasn't seen a person that, sometimes we've had veterans who will come out and see somebody they've served with years ago. Then we have other people that are just members of the old community that support the organization that also come out. So for us, it's, it's a great time. It is a fundraiser, but it's also a way for the community to find out what our organization does. But it's also a great way for people just to come out and kind of uh, commemorate Memorial Day and celebrate it all at the same time. All right. Now, Jeff, are you also looking for volunteers? We do have volunteers. Out? Volunteers that... Uh, uh, help people do uh, registration on race day or along the race course, passing out water, uh, sometimes signed as race marshals and timers. So we're always looking for more. The more volunteers we get, the merrier the event will be. So, yes, we are definitely looking for volunteers. And how can they uh, find out uh, who to contact? Well, right they on the can website? go on our website, uh, www.mcbet.org, or they can contact us directly by calling our director of development, and her extension is 235 410 Five seven six nine six two six extension two three five, and our race marshal this year uh, is uh, well, our race director is uh, Miss Rosalind Taylor. She's uh, one of our staff people here, and I believe this is her third year being our race director. So she's an old hat at this thing. So she has it down to a, to a science on how the race runs and is directed. And so if anyone says any questions, they definitely should either contact her via our website or via our Facebook page or even via our Twitter page. Fantastic. That's fantastic. And again, uh, I talked to uh, Ms. Taylor, and I think she's the boss, isn't she? <laughs> she is the boss. She runs everything in the building, yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, as far as uh, I know that every year you're improving on, on your services, uh, do you have any future plans that you can let us in on? We do. We do. But, but let me backtrack and tell you how the sure. future plans for us actually work. You know, okay. it, one thing I think it should always be remembered is I don't think people – veterans choose to be homeless by choice. I think there are reasons that they end up in end up being homeless and things have to be corrected. So what McBet does is address the veteran right there where the rubber meets the road, find out exactly what was wrong with the veteran while they were out on the street, correct those particular things first. Once they are well addressed and corrected, then the veteran is finally given the employment and the housing. But what McBet now is looking forward to doing in the future is that we want to expand the services that we have. Number one, I did mention that we do services for our homeless women veterans, but right. we only have 17 single occupancy rooms for them, and we know that there's much more than a need for services for the homeless women veterans. So what we're attempting to do now is expand the services to include more space for those women veterans that are homeless, but to even take it a step further what we'd like to do is expand our program to receive veterans because what you'll notice is I'm talking about homeless veterans, but I'm talking about single homeless veterans. 
having to talk about those veterans with families. So what McVet would like to do now is become our own property owners, you know, find a place, and that is something we're trying to do, working along with our board of directors, to find our own facility so that we can then offer a veteran that has a family to come and receive our services. Their family can then stay and reside in a an apartment or maybe a single-family home. Come in big bed in the daytime, receive the services that you need, but then at night return back to the family. So for us in the future, we want to be able to provide housing, but maybe we control the housing that the veteran actually would go into. Currently, when a veteran graduates from our program, we can make referrals in terms of the housing they go to, but we ultimately do not decide where they would go. Well, Gary, I've, I've got to tell you, if you ever get an opportunity to get to the uh, facility there, and uh, uh, I don't think Jeff has mentioned this, but to talk about the permanent setting that they have there for uh, uh, the veterans who uh, stay at, at the property and, uh, uh, you know, working and, uh, and live and reside there. And, and, and I, I've been in, in some of those, uh, the, the, the different units there with the women uh, being there and who are working. And uh, I think that is just great because oftentimes, you know, we forget about our women who've served this great country. And uh, their needs sometimes differ to uh, a great degree than the, than the male veterans. And, and I think here again is a situation where Macbeth has excelled in that particular area in working along with uh, women veterans. Can't, can't, can't have stated it any better. Uh, we're, we're very fortunate on, on our staff. Uh, our, our student services section is headed by a retired Army senior NCO. Her name is Reby Bryant. She's one of those social workers that has all those letters behind their de- their degree, which, yes. which means they, they can get very probed and in-depth to find out what the problems are. But, but she also has a, an insight into the problems that have been encountered by our women veterans, which gives us maybe what we like to say is a, a foot forward on other organizations that maybe attempt to do the same thing, but I would challenge them to see if they do it as well as we do. And we're very fortunate on staff to have uh, 12 uh, master-level social workers who not only provide the same type of conference services for the men, but we've been very fortunate that the women that come in have made it known that in terms of uh, the actual operation, in terms of the details, in terms of the day-to-day operations in the in the facility, they don't want to be uh, any anything to be made any different between the services provided for the men and the women, and the women want to do the same details as the men because, as they said, we served in the military. There was no distinct difference made between how we would be treated as men and women, so why should that take place in this facility? So the women come into this program uh, ready to step up, do the services, and try everything that we've got to do, and we can honestly say that they're doing quite well in our program. Well, Jeff, you know, MacBeth is highly blessed and maybe even favored to have the kind of staff that you have there and, and, and just two of those individuals that you've mentioned before. I mean, from my own personal knowledge, Ms. Taylor and Ms. Bryant are outstanding folks, and, 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 and I'm sure some of the names that I see I don't uh, recognize because I haven't been there for a while, but I plan to get there soon. We'll talk about that later. But these are outstanding folks, and if you've got that to start off with, uh, you know, the product and the services that you pro- provide has got to be number one and top-notch. Well, you know, you know I, I honestly have always said it, it's, um, it's a labor of love for the people that we have here on our staff. Uh, 
we unfortunately we're not a Fortune 500 company, so we're not getting paid big big dollars to be here. But what we have found is the the majority of the people that work here on the staff here are because they want to provide service for veterans. They love what they do, and it does their heart good to see when a man or woman comes in our door, beaten and broken down because of life encounter on the street. And then when you see them, and by the way, the average stay here is about 12 to 15 months. But when you see them at the end of that period, when they finally have decided that the program has given them everything that they could possibly offer and everything that they could possibly want, they're not the same individual that walks out of our doors. And that always gives us a good feeling inside. And that's basically, I, I challenge how many people can work in a job where they can honestly say that they're working in something that is the betterment of their fellow man. So, yes, it's, it's, everybody's in a dog-eat-dog world where you're trying to make money and trying to get ahead. But the people that work on this staff actually work on this staff for trying to turn around the lives of those that have uh, fell on some misfortune. But now we have an opportunity to actually fix that. And then we enjoy doing it. Well, don't give up. There are resources out there. All right. Do you? And we're going to go ahead and take a break. Do you own a business? Do you feel your merchant account is taking money out of your pocket? Then check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. They are a national merchant service company, and Josh Cole is the owner. Give him a call right now. He will save you money. That's Josh Cole at First Class Merchant Services. Call 407-401-0772. That's 407-401-0772. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Jeff, from McVet.org. And, and Bill, you had a question just before we went on break. Well, a, a, a comment, uh, Gary, and, uh, okay. and, and I'm sure that uh, Jeff can respond to this. Uh, Jeff, you know, is, 
as much of headway and success that we've had with homelessness in the in the in the country, it still continues to be a major problem for us. We've heard the concerns from the President of the United States about homelessness. We've heard it from the from the First Lady who's involved, and even from the uh, Secretary of Veterans Affairs at the national level, that homelessness is something that we've got to find a permanent solution. Where do we go with this now? You know, I, I, I really wish that, uh, that I could be the be-all and know-all of exactly how we could do this. Uh, I, I just know that, that uh, there is still a lot of work that needs to be done. I, I, would, I would caution that in our quest to end veteran homelessness, we don't try to run to the finish line without taking care of the veteran first. I think it becomes very important to know that uh, uh, the services, and I can't emphasize that enough, the services have to be uh, go hand-in-hand hand with taking care of a veteran because I believe that, and, and I may be just standing on my own flagpole about this, but I believe that if a veteran does not have the proper services administered to them, if they're just giving housing without the services, they're less likely to be successful in that housing. You know, it's great that a person can get a house and be housed, but if they're not really taking care of the whole person concept, then have we really fixed the problem? So if a veteran is housed and you haven't taken care of the reasons that he were on the street, how successful are they going to be if they take that key from you, stay housed for a minimal amount of time, and then go right back out to the street? I don't believe that should be the ultimate goal. I think we should work toward making sure that we address the problems. Once those are addressed well, then say, okay, now, veteran, okay, sir, okay, ma'am, now here's your key. Now here's your chance to get ingrained back in society because we've taken care of that problem first on why you're out on the streets. But I, I do believe that uh, here it is, 2016. Uh, it's alarming to know that uh, there are still such a large number of veterans that are still homeless. And I think we still have a lot of work to do. But it's good knowing that you have organizations such as mine, such as many others throughout the nation, that are taking the, the, the task upon themselves, the mission, so to speak, to end veteran homelessness. Well, Jeff, you make a good point. And one of the things that uh, sort of troubles me when I hear of some of the new programs and directions, more or less, I guess, that the VA is going in with these programs of finding a place for a veteran to stay for six, eight months, paying the rent, and, and just, for the most part, in lack of a better expression, to just leave them there and pretty much leave it up to themselves, the veteran, to, to find what they need to do to correct the situation. I, I, that, that troubles me, and yes. I, I, I'm concerned that uh, there's got to be some leadership, there's got to be some supervision, such as what comes out uh, at, uh, at MacBeth. But this uh, six to eight months of putting them up, and, uh, you know, when the money runs out, it, we, the cycle starts all over again. All right, you, back on the yeah, street. I, I, I couldn't have said it any better. And you, you hit the nail right on the head. That is not the way to fix this problem. I think the way to fix this problem is take care of that veteran. And, of course, put him in permanent housing, yes, that is a solution. But if the veteran is not addressed, if the needs that they have, you haven't really fixed the problem. You may have fixed it for the six- to eight-month period, maybe a year, but then if they're going right back out on the street again, what have we done? We've, we've just taken a person out of your eyesight for a little while to say they're no longer homeless, but have we really fixed the problem? And I say if you really want to fix the problem, you need to look into programs like McVet. 
where we make sure that the person is well taken care of, well versed with their problems, well addressed, and then say, okay, here's your key. Now it's time for you to move into your own place because we don't want you to spill back out onto the streets again. I think that sometimes there's a rush to judgment to get to that end solution, but it's not being worked in the proper fashion. That's true. Well, you, you're correct about that, Jeff, and I think, uh, as I know it, uh, some of the decisions, and I guess right in the in the, in the, the area, uh, the the VA where you are, in the uh, uh, in the Baltimore area, you know, uh, once upon a time in the VA setup, uh, uh, the, the homeless veterans program was pretty much under the uh, mental health people, and now it's been turned over social services. And I think there were the, so, this new turn to now uh, 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 really is a, is a diversion and a change. And, you know, sometimes you have to con, uh, question the results with the direction that we're going now, opposed to where it had been in the past, uh, also uh, has not really solved the problem. I couldn't have said it better. You, you, you've actually got your, your finger on the forefront of what we think is the problem is today. Yes, we need to end veteran homelessness, but how do we end veteran homelessness? How is it going to be applied, and how is it going to be worked? And, and I think that is the, the biggest problem that we're encountering today. Yes, there are problems. Veteran homelessness is a, is a plight, is a scourge upon the nation. It needs to be fixed, but I think it needs to be fixed uh, correctly. We need to make sure we're doing it uh, uh, with, with, with sure steps, with, with sure problems and that need to fix the solution and not just a quick rush to judgment. So yeah, you, I thank you very much for that because you, you've actually said exactly what I felt all along. And what many people who not only work in this organization but with similar organizations feel that the same solution to correcting veteran homelessness lies in services, 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 then the end result is, okay, now you've got a key, but then we're going to make sure that you don't spill back out on the street. So thank you for that. And I, I'm glad you stated it that way. Thank That's you. The- that's the main thing. We only have a couple minutes left. Jeff, it was a pleasure having you on the show this morning. But what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Uh, well, that uh, as, as a veteran myself, uh, as a veteran who was not aware that there was a problem with veteran homelessness until I actually came through the doors of McVet and started working on staff, I'd just like your listening audience to know that uh, there are organizations similar to McVet whose sole purpose is to provide and make sure that veterans no longer go back out and sleep on the streets. I think we as a nation and society should make sure that we do all we can possible to make sure those men and women who have served our country um, are also given an opportunity to become uh, upright citizens, so to speak. They have an opportunity to not only take care of the problems they had on the street, but to reward them for the service that they've given to this country that makes us the greatest nation in the world. Right, right. Bill? Well, Jeff, again, thank you very much for your committed and dedicated service to this country and the things that you do on a day-to-day basis uh, with our, our homeless population. Uh, it's a great job at MacBet, and uh, as I've mentioned two or three times already in the program, the top-notch staff uh, and support that you have in all directions uh, helps to make this a number one organization and to address the issues of uh, homelessness. Thanks again. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure having you on the American Heroes Network Radio, Jeff. All right. Well, Gary, thanks for having me. 
Thank you. Now, if you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on our website. And you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red, white, and blue. We're America, your country.